0: Hey there, everybody! Bob Betty Barr here, and welcome to episode three of the My Friends Are Amazing podcast. So this week in podcast news, we have had over two hundred listens to episode one and two. So we're obviously shooting for that next milestone of five hundred listens. In other exciting news, I'm going to try to do at least one remote podcast when I'm in London next week for the Umbraco UK Festival. So stay tuned for all that fun. Lastly. I'm still looking for additional sponsors of the podcast. If you are interested in having a live read before the podcast and a mention after, please email me at bob at barcom That's B-A-T-Y-B-A-R-R.com. And with that said, let's get on with our sponsor read. Today, as always, the podcast is brought to you by Social Imposter, reputation management for social networking profiles. I can already hear what you all are saying out there, but Bob... What the heck does that mean? Well, let me tell you what Social Imposter is. Social Imposter is a customized service utilizing proprietary technology that finds and mitigates the removal of fake social network pages on behalf of high profile brands, actors, athletes, models, musicians, politicians, military officers, business people, members of the clergy, and their management teams. Basically, if you're in the public eye and you're fearful that you might have fake social media accounts on your behalf, you want to get those removed and Social Imposter is your team to do that. So a huge thanks to Social Imposter for continuing to be my first podcast sponsor and be sure to check them out at socialimposter.com. Now, my guest for this week's podcast is Sunday Coulter. Sunday and I have been friends for nearly seven years and as with all my guests, I asked Sunday to send me a bio and this is what she had to say. Sunday is a wife. A fur baby mom, a friend, a caretaker, and an artist. Sunday has been married for 16 years to her best friend and has two cats, Neelix and Misty. Sunday and her husband love to throw parties for their friends, and that is definitely something that we're going to talk about in today's today's podcast. Uh, Sunday cares for her aging mother, who is also an artist, and unfortunately, Sunday's mom had suffered two strokes over the last five years, but I know that Sunday is definitely encouraging her mom to continue to pursue art. Sunday is a tech junkie and loves to explore new technologies, and she's a total Adobe fangirl and has been involved with their products for many, many years. Sunday is also the manager of brand and design for Siegel Group's in-house design team, and she's worked there for 25 years, which is pretty much half of her life. Sunday is also in charge of branding at Maestro's Classic, which is a beard care company that is located in her hometown of Bristol, PA. Sunday uses working out as a way to balance her life. She's a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo, and she currently participates in pole fitness, row fit, and walking. She loves to watch wrestling, boxing, and MMA, and she is a huge super fan of the rock. Sunday is an artist at heart and a lover of architecture, structure, and all things vintage. I'm super excited for all of you to hear Sunday talk in her words more about the amazing things that she's involved in. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday Coulter. Hey, Sunday. How's it going?
1: Hey, Bob. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm all right. So my Apple Watch buzzed earlier this evening, and I think it told me that you. Achieve some exercise goal. Is that correct?
1: That is true, true, true.
0: Oh, it is progress update for Sunday. Workout completed. See, you burn more calories in one workout than I am typically burning in an entire day, which makes me hate you. Um, (laughs) Sorry. it, It says other mixed cardio. Yes. So what were you doing? What were you doing tonight?
1: I was at a pole fitness or pole dancing, if you will, class um, at the. Now,
0: technically, it's not pole dancing, though, right? It is pole fitness. Well,
1: it's it's both. I'm not going to lie. There is a little, you know, sometimes we do chair dancing and a little sexy time. But uh, for the most part, is
0: there is there? Twerking that happens in this uh, class? Oh yes, there's separate twerk classes actually,
1: <laughs> and I have been oh, to. It.
0: There's a class on twerking.
1: Yes, there is, and it's brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yes, there is a twerking class, and I have actually been to it. So,
0: so yeah. So for those of us who haven't twerked, full disclosure, <laughs> I think I have twerked, but for those of us who haven't twerked, what muscle groups does twerking actually oh, emphasize? Oh
1: gosh, your lower stomach and inner thigh mostly. <laughs> believe it or not
0: Ooh, Yeah. wait lower stomach yeah. that's bonus because that's that last little bit of fat yeah. that you can never get rid yes. of
1: yes and there are yeah and it's interesting because most of the day you don't realize but you're holding your butt really tight most of the time and with twerking you have to kind of wait, learn wait, how to wait, let do- it go
0: <laughs> So wait, so you're saying you're admitting here in front of everyone who all seven listeners of this podcast yes. that uh, that you hold your. Bu- ah, see, I think I miss out on that. I think I might be good for twerking because I don't think I clench my butt all day. Well, yeah, I'm sitting in my chair trying to figure out how I sit. <laughs> yeah. I probably should be tucking my pelvis more during the day. It probably would help my lower back. Probably. Yeah. Wow. We yeah. have just. Dived right in tonight.
1: <laughs> well, might as well go for it.
0: <laughs> All right. So pole fitness. Yes. Which there's a whole separate class for twerking, so that doesn't happen in pole fitness. Not every day. Tell me yeah. a little bit. Of, tell me a little bit about what pole fitness looks like on a on a nightly basis. Well,
1: tonight was pole conditioning, so we did a lot of. Um, strength moves. So trying to climb up the pole, um, lifting your body weight up the pole, basically, uh, doing handstands, trying to do handstands, I should say. I can do a headstand very well, but handstands on the to-do list for this year. (laughs) And, um, just a lot of um, strength moves, so kind of trying to pull yourself up into a seated position, climbing the pole, going down the pole in a seated position, just using your arms to kind of lower you. It's intense.
0: So how intense. high is this pole? Like, wh- where's the ceiling in this equation?
1: It's about, I'd say, 10 feet. 10 feet, maybe 12.
0: Yeah. So Hi. how many people in the class?
1: Uh, Usually, I think there's ten or twelve poles in the room. It's a hardwood floor kind of thing. Um, and, oh, 10 and or twelve poles. poles. Okay. See, so yeah. I was
0: envisioning you guys rotating. Like, all right, so you do a set. You climb up, no, and then I climb no. up. And then, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Sometimes I. So wish. everyone has a pole. <laughs> okay. Yes, and they have like a it's uh, you know like a hardwood floor, and there's uh, mirrored walls on two sides of the room, and then a parking lot and other other part of the studio there but a lot of the girls there's that a, go there's a there's parking boys, lot in the studio there's like a <laughs> big window out to the parking lot sorry oh so
0: people can just walk up and like just watch for a while
1: well there's curtains but there are some creepers oh, okay. not gonna lie <laughs> there's, a, there's been creepers i'm pretty sure so you know there's um there's um, mostly women in the class but sometimes there's a couple gentlemen that join in and uh that's always they're always really good because they have better upper body strength it's a lot of upper body strength and a lot of the women that go are, are dancers in other lives like they've taken ballet all their life or whatever and then there's a couple of us that have like i never danced before ever <laughs> so it's, it's a good mix of people and it's a really supportive environment so and it's super challenging which i love
0: so so are we talking like 45 minutes an hour hour and a half it's an hour
1: class it's usually a 20 minute uh warm up and then you get right to it and then that's it so 20 it, so people our age
0: appreciate that yeah. 20 minute warm up for sure yeah i usually
1: <laughs> miss a good 10 minutes of it unfortunately traffic from my from work is usually usually go on monday and wednesday and sometimes thursday and coming from work it, there's usually traffic so i get stuck i'm always late but i go anyway
0: <laughs> so we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about work but how long is your commute
1: uh, about an hour and 20 minutes one way
0: oh my god
1: yeah and then yep hour and 20 minutes
0: and it's in a different state actually right
1: yeah new jersey i live in pennsylvania not not
0: tough in the not tough in the east coast though because all those little tiny states but
1: yeah it's not it's not bad it's a beautiful drive in actually i get to go i go a lot of back roads so it's fall right now so it's really really beautiful um And I take, you know, a lot of little winding, turning roads. That's good and bad. (laughs) Sometimes you get stuck behind a school bus or the landscape truck or the trash truck or whatever. And then it takes much longer to get there.
0: So I've spent some time on the East Coast with summer jobs and whatnot. And uh, just like you said, winding roads and all that. I mean, I remember just seeing hundreds of deer off the side of the road and we know a guy who gets hit by a deer like every other week Yeah. so like how are you are you pretty lucky in that regard
1: knock on wood never hit a deer all the years I've been driving
0: or been hit by a deer <laughs> or been hit, getting by, hit a by a deer yeah,
1: yeah. neither oh. I am super vigilant though and I'm married to a truck driver so I'm always constantly looking around when I'm driving um it's just like a learned behavior from him so i i see them i always see them ahead of time like slow down beat my horn flash the lights do all the stuff
0: <laughs> do they do they do anything in pennsylvania to control the deer population or is that just like crazy out of control
1: no they have they have uh hunting seasons sorry for all those people that are against hunting but yes there's hunting season in pennsylvania <laughs>
0: There has to be because deer yeah. actually unchecked can just like yeah. it's just not good for the herds.
1: It does seem to be quite a few this year, too. So I see them more often. You usually see them right at dusk and right at dawn.
0: Yes. Yeah, Back so. in the 90s when I was out there, it was insane.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I try to leave after it's dark or before it's dark. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah.
0: So but. you hustle. You do your hour and 20 minute commute to go mm-hmm. exercise. Yep. Yep. Very nice. And then,
1: then I usually leave there and go to my mother's to check in on her.
0: How is mom?
1: Mom's kid. I uh, actually got her drawing and participating in Inktober. We're not posting anything, but she's actually doing the drawings, which is good really f- exciting. Her. Sure. Yeah.
0: So now, all right, so for people who don't know Sunday, she's a little bit of a rebel rouser. She's we, <laughs> we talk about we talk about wearing the bad kids club. So, do you get that from mom or do you get that from dad?
1: Ooh, that's a hard call. Uh, a little bit of both.
0: Your mom's pretty <laughs> spunky, sure. though.
1: Yeah, my mom has always been um the person who's like, go ahead, try it, see what happens. <laughs> Good person. <laughs> Even natural when I was natural consequences. <laughs> Well, even when I was little, she really—I'd be like, "I don't—I how do they do that?" And she'd be like, "Go ahead, try find out. I don't know." <laughs> so I would, <laughs> and of course, you know, consequences for sure. <laughs> but also, she never really said no or you can't do that, or so that was always a good thing.
0: So a lot of positive reinforcement and no preconceived on like you know what you could or could not do.
1: Right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. My dad was a rebel in a different way. I'm not sure how to describe that one. So I just won't even try.
0: (laughs) So would you say mom is progressive or she, I mean, I mean, obviously she's into the arts.
1: Yeah, but she is uh, a Southern girl at heart. She was born in Tennessee and, um, and moved to Philadelphia when she was in her teens. So I think she's a Southerner at heart.
0: So not an old um, hippie commune chick.
1: No, mm-mm. no, she's kind of she she tends to be on a conservative, more reserved side, surprisingly.
0: <laughs> surprisingly, exactly. Because <laughs> Sunday,
1: middle so middle middle
0: to middle <laughs> to progressive for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am the middle child, so there's that.
0: There you go. Lost in the shuffle.
1: Yes. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> so, all right. So, you mentioned Inktober. Yes. Um, I'm not super familiar with what that is. So, what is Inktober? It's
1: a social media prompt for artists that comes out in October every year. And it's usually a list of, so you get a word a day. So, each day of the month, you get a word and you're supposed to draw it. Um, hopefully Halloween themed. And then you post it on social media and you get to see everybody else's interpretation of the same word. It's, it's fun. It's like a little social oh, group thing.
0: I didn't know it was word based. I just thought yeah. it was a drawing per day. All right. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So your mom's doing some of that too.
1: Yeah. So we started late with her just the other week. Um, she, She's been a little resistant about getting back into drawing. She's a, an accomplished artist on her own, uh, in her own right. But she had a stroke, two strokes actually, uh, over the last couple of years. And it affected her right side, which is her dominant hand. So she's been a little resistant, but we've been, I've been pushing her to, Get back into it. She's super talented. Um, and she finally agreed after I put her on CBD oil. Oh, <laughs> <lot of> things <laughs> oh God, yes. All right, so Charlotte's,
0: Charlotte's <laughs> Web, right?
1: Yes, Charlotte's Web, yep.
0: And so, all right, so your mom has had a couple strokes. Yeah. She's doing the CBD oil. So, like, what is it doing for her?
1: Uh, I really feel like it's quelling her anxiety, about things. She had some aphasia from her uh, strokes, which is like just general confusion, and like uh, you get kind of stuck on things and you can't move your brain forward. So she has a lot of anxiety around that and pain, just real and imagined. Um, so it helps her with all that. And I think it's just like kind of mellowed her out a little bit to where she can like start thinking about maybe I can do this. Instead Very of constantly cool. being like in this panic state. Yeah. Right.
0: And so the CBD is not mm-hmm. psychoactive, though. It's just kind of the mellowing part, right? Right. Exactly. And yep. anti-inflammatory, I think, is what I've heard.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Really great for anxiety and depression. So, yeah.
0: Have you tried it?
1: I have. Seems, oh. seems good to me.
0: Like from first <laughs> dose or?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not super anxious to begin with, but definitely a little more focus, I think, I would say. Very
0: cool. All right, yeah. well then, yeah, yeah, I know that's it's definitely on my list too, but that seems like a pretty pretty solid non-scary endorsement so
1: yeah and just for um those people out there that are wondering my husband is like i said a truck driver and he had to take a drug test recently he's also taking it didn't show up at all so it is true won't show up on a drug test (laughs) it is not psychotropic (laughs) so the
0: cbds don't flag at all then all right that's very Uh -uh. good to know
1: yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. So next question about mom and art. Is she mm-hmm. doing it lefty or righty now that she's getting back into it? Well,
1: I it? just asked her that tonight, and she said a little bit of both.
0: And oh, I was like,
1: oh I'm getting fancy.
0: <laughs> so she, so she is mellowing and and being yeah. spunky as herself. Nice. Yeah.
1: So it's good. I'm really excited about it. I'm hoping that she sticks with it and can find a new style and hopefully embrace it.
0: Oh, the new style aspect. That's actually kind of exciting. I, hopefully she yeah. gets excited about it, too.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So what else are you doing with art? You're doing the Inktober. I mean, I know you're doing some other stuff.
1: Yep. I am uh, I do mosaics. And I just finished a class up that I have been doing for the last uh, five weeks, I guess. Yeah. So... Tuesday or Thursday nights, I go um, between like six and nine o'clock and uh, do mosaic. And that's a fun process.
0: What, all right. So, OK, <laughs> tell us about the process, because, I mean, I I had to look it up when I was kind of taking <laughs> notes. So what is mosaic yeah. all about?
1: In the simplest form, it's basically you're breaking pieces of glass Putting them on to a surface by gluing them usually, um, and creating patterns with them, and then grouting it to finish the piece.
0: So, do you break them with purpose, or? You can. Yes, you you can
1: break them. I do with purpose. Yes. Okay. Um, But there are other people that just do a kind of random design. I try to make mine into different. Uh, media like just different topics so i've done like a sugar skull i've done one with my cats in it i've done tribute to prince i've done girl kissing the moon and then a surprise one that i can't tell you about but another one
0: <laughs> and for those That's seven my <laughs> those seven people that are listening i've actually seen the surprise one and it is freaking amazing <laughs>
1: Uh, Oh, thank you. (laughs) I don't
0: get moved by art very often. And uh, Sunday shared this with me the other day and I kept going back to it. So so when I said, do you break the glass with purpose, though, do you break it to fit a specific shape or do you just take what the broken glass gives you?
1: Um, It can be both. So sometimes I just break it and make it work. And then other times uh, you can do like strips of glass, like long strips of glass which I used when I did my cats for the background I kind of made like a vertical striped background behind them or and then you can use there's like three tools that you use one's like a like a scratch all that you scratch onto the glass then there's a pair of pliers that you use on that scratched line to break it there And then there's like these two little, there's another tool, which I don't know what it's called, but it has like two little discs on it, like a pliers, but it has discs instead of teeth. And you can crunch along the edges of it to kind of make it shaped. And then there's also, some people use a grinder, which I don't do that. Um, but a lot of people get really super OCD about it. <laughs> And they'll, like, grind every single piece and make them perfect squares and stuff like that. So it really depends on your personal style. Mine is a little bit more – I kind of just go with it. Um, Being a graphic designer has helped me in some ways because spatially I see things, like – oh, there's white space there and I have to fill it with a certain amount of shapes. Like, and I can see how they'll all fit together. Yes.
0: That so. was the thing that blew my mind about yeah. this surprise piece is that, you know, as an, as a novice or an outsider looking at or thinking about mosaic, you think of it more as pattern based and just, you know, like colors that, but mm-hmm. the the level of detail and that piece that you made just the whole the depth and the way light played with the different colors of the glass. I mean, it gave it so much dimension. It was really crazy. I mean, I don't want to give it away, but man, I just, it kind of gave me a whole new appreciation for mosaic. Not going to lie. So Aww, um, thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one was a, that was a labor of love. <laughs> it's for a close, my close friend. And, uh, it meant a lot to me, so there was a lot of emotion put into it. And it has, um, yeah, I was trying to really capture how the sun hit this particular subject matter and and uh, the shadows God, it was and crazy. everything. So that's hard to do. It's hard to do with mosaic because uh, you don't have like all the colors of the rainbow. You have like glass that's only certain ranges. In certain and certain
0: sizes, too. I mean, um, it's, you have a limited number of p- yeah. pixels, basically, for lack of a better term. Yep. Well, how big are yep. these that these mosaics that you're making?
1: They're like twelve by twelve. See, huge. and knowing
0: that layered on top of kind that, of the result of that one, it just blows my mind. And the Prince one yeah. too. The Prince one is exquisite. Yeah.
1: Thank you. That again was a labor of love. That was actually me kind of recovering from Prince's death. Uh yeah. How- That really kind of shook my world. But But, once again,
0: though, there's no way that you couldn't look at that and know that it's prints, you know, they're just but capturing light, shadow, expression. And I mean, how many pieces of glass in a 12 by 12? Like how many? Oh, gosh. But it's not thousands. Never counted.
1: No, it's not thousands. No, (laughs) it's probably
0: not even hundreds, right?
1: (laughs) No, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy.
0: So it's picking the right color putting it in the right place and just understanding the features of your subject too. Like you captured so much in his face. It was crazy. Now I wish that there was a slideshow that went along with this, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, you can look me up on Instagram and check them out. They're there.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. What is that? What is that Instagram handle?
1: Oh, it's cause it's Sunday. C U Z I T S S -S 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 U N D A. We might want
0: to put that in the, in the, the little bio right up yeah. for the episode two. Now that we're thinking about it, that's fine. All right, so yeah. you said the Prince thing kind of rocked your world. I mean, like, talk about I mean, yeah, so you and I are both of a people of a, a certain age. <laughs> uh, one of us yes. is one of us is acro- approaching 50, and and you are how old now? I'm,
1: I'm I, I am 50, I'll be 51. Yes. So I was in high school when Prince made it big in 1984. And I mean, I've always been a fan of music. I I um, like to thank my Aunt Karen for that because she introduced me to music very early on and she used to play music all the time and we would dance and sing and do all kinds of stuff. So music's always been a part of my life um, just as a happy place. And Prince, in particular, was a huge influence on me. Just um, he wasn't afraid to be who he was. and. He accepted everybody else for who they were and just, you know, he was out there and it was awesome. <laughs> he was flamboyant and big. it was great.
0: Do you feel like he was ahead of his time?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I also I mean, feel
0: like he's incredibly timeless, too. But.
1: Yeah, because like what kind of, what guy could wear like ruffles, makeup, high heels and still be so.
0: Hi, there's nasty. there's Oops, Neelix. Sorry. Yep,
1: there's my cat. <laughs> Hello, bud. That's my cat.
0: <laughs> Welcome back, Neelix.
1: <laughs> he likes to talk, so he may be meowing at me. And I haven't been home all day, so he comes to say hello.
0: Sorry, I interrupted. You were talking about Prince and his flamboyant okay. nature and his yeah. pushing the envelope of androgyny, yes. at, you know, even in 84. and Well, I guess, you know, there's a rich history yeah, in that. Yeah, I mean,
1: there were... Yeah, there were other, you know, pioneers before him, David Bowie. And again, you know, huge fan. <laughs> but um, there's something about, like, not giving a hoot what anybody thinks and doing you full on that I always admired about Prince. Just that he had the courage to be him. And, you know, obviously a savant and a dancer and all those things. Um And so young and just died unexpectedly. It was just a big, like, you know, I'm still a fan. I, I, you know, bought his last album and listened to it all over and over again, you know, and I'm even, you know, and now, um, still thinking about, um, how he impacted my life and stuff, and his wife, his ex-wife, Mate, just wrote a book. She's a belly dancer. If you're a fan, you would know that she was very young when she met Prince, and she, he and her were together for about eleven years, and uh, they had a son that unfortunately passed away. And the whole Oprah thing. So, I mean, I'm a super fan, so I know all Wait, wait, all what's stuff. the
0: whole Oprah thing? I don't know the Oprah oh, thing. Oh,
1: they went on to Oprah's show after their son had died and said that everything was okay like that yeah that he was still you know that he was fine and healthy and they were happy and all this stuff yeah pretty traumatic pretty traumatic stuff (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: wow so i totally missed that because i'm not obviously definitely as much of a fan as you your
1: song is seven
0: Favorite song. Um, What's the favorite yeah, song? It's
1: one of my favorite ones. I, I'm not sure exactly why. It's just oh, it,
0: very nice.
1: There's something about it. It's very magical. And the one is always a good one as well. Um, yeah, there's just so many, it's hard to pick a favorite, <laughs> you know, different times of my life. There's just so many.
0: There's so different good.
1: songs of his have meant different things. So yeah, in the eighties, I would have, you know, kiss and raspberry Bray and all of it, you know, um, yeah.
0: Right, but the catalog just went on and on and on from that. So many people don't realize yeah. that he had he like so, multi-album type you know, releases. After terrific. those, he know? just
1: wrote and wrote and wrote not only for himself but for others, and you know, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor, saying, you know, I mean, just just a huge writer. Yeah. So. Oh
0: yeah. I'm actually listening to his writer book by so his ex-wife, and it's
1: really good. It's called uh, "The Most Beautiful," because um, she's the most beautiful girl in the world, <laughs> according to him. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, she does uh, belly dancing classes, um, and she sometimes comes to New York. So, I'm trying to figure out how I can get myself there to go Ooh. to a class, which would be super awesome. <laughs> Try not to scare. <laughs>
0: oh do you have a history do you have a history of scaring your uh victims?
1: i do i do i uh scared uh chip Foose one time who's from overhauling for uh all those car aficionados out there
0: where did um, you run into chip foos
1: at his shop
0: <laughs> oh You just went to go visit him?
1: No, we did (laughs) because he uh, has a shop in California and I was out there for Doobie Max and had a had like a free time before Max started. So my husband and I went and we saw Jesse James, went to Jesse James's shop. We saw him. He's a jerk. Then we went over to Chip Foose because I'm a super fan of Chip Foose also. Um, I, I have a problem, I think, I'm be <laughs> being a super fan. Um, <laughs> but he's a super amazing designer of cars and he's always very minimalist and he just builds gorgeous things. And I love that part of him. I love design and I love structure. So he's like a really good at all that. So we went to see him and um, he does open a shop like one day a week. And it just happened to be the day that we were there. And <laughs> he came out to see if like people were out there. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. There he is. Chipper's Whoa! <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, we'll be back in like 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, so they <laughs> weren't really open person. at that point. <laughs> go away by then. <laughs> but he turned out to be really nice. Um, he, he, I, don't, I think there was like eight people, and if you've ever met my husband, he can talk to anybody for long periods of time <laughs> and keep them interested. And he's super, you know, outgoing and everything. So Chip and him really hit it off, and we ended no. up staying. And then he drew on he i got a shirt and he drew a picture of a car on it and then he autographed a bunch of stuff for me and yeah we had lunch pizza so it was really great yeah And I was like, yeah, I love you forever.
0: (laughs) So So that was
1: if you're listening. (laughs) Yes. Chip, If you're one of the seven
0: (laughs) listeners, Sonny is a huge fan and she'd love to connect again.
1: It's so funny because I had sent, we have a 1973 Gran Torino in our backyard. That's waiting to be refurbished someday. And I had actually sent it in to overhauling to see if they would do it. For John was this before was it, you met him or after surprise? before I met him. And then after, after, you know, the super fan moment and we got to talk later, I was like, oh, I actually sent a car in. He's like, oh, yeah. And we started talking about he's like, I totally remember this, but it was on the East Coast. It's really hard for us to do that. We're going to do this new show where we travel around more. And, you know, it might be a possibility. I'm like, really? Of course, my husband's freaking out. (laughs) But they ended up never doing the show, unfortunately. So. It didn't happen yet.
0: Yeah, the car shows have kind of died out, right? Yeah,
1: kind of. Yeah.
0: It was weird, that fabricator thing. uh,
1: Yeah. Kind of came and went, right? Yeah. After the the Tuttles went off, that was kind of the last one, Orange County Choppers. Right?
0: Yeah. It's weird. Kind of went away. So you went and saw him after an Adobe Max or before Adobe Max or during...
1: Uh, it was before, before it started. Yeah. And what year? We went out like a couple days beforehand.
0: And what year was this? Oh, gosh.
1: Mm. I don't remember. Uh, I'd say like 2012-ish, maybe.
0: How long have you been doing Adobe Max?
1: Forever. <laughs> um, really long time. Probably since, uh, well, the first one I was at was actually Macromedia Max. Oof. So, from the beginning, back down in uh, Louisiana was where they had that one. Um,
0: macromedia. I think there may have
1: been one before that, if I remember correctly. But
0: that's totally in the mid-90s yeah. macromedia, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Long time. <laughs> long, long time.
0: So, when did yeah. you start um, becoming a teacher at Max?
1: Well, I'm a teaching assistant. I think that was started about maybe five years ago, I
0: believe. So I've been doing that for five. Yeah. So you've attended quite a few of these and a handful of them from behind the scenes as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, and they're always inspiring. I recommend if you're in graphic design to go to Adobe Max because it's worth the money for one. <laughs> You'll definitely learn a bunch of stuff. And then, um, this, the connections that you make with people and being with same minded people is always a good thing. I think.
0: Did you bump and, uh, into people like in all your years, have you bumped into people who aren't designers or is it pretty much a hundred percent designers or, you know, design related mm-hmm. fields like project <sighs> manager, office manager,
1: Yeah, I mean, I think mostly graphic designer. There was a moment in time there where Adobe was trying to kind of bridge the developer slash designer area for a couple years. Back when Dreamweaver was Um, in favor. Yes, exactly. And, you know, back then there was a little bit of a mix. Um, Even I was a little bit of a mix at that point. So that was before you came to work for us. but, uh, (laughs) But I would do more, you know code stuff and design stuff. So there was a period of time where it was both, but in general now I think they've kind of embraced their, their inner designer and that's where they're focusing all their attention.
0: Did they always get as many video people as they're probably getting now?
1: No, I don't think so. I think um, when premiere started being used by Hollywood, like for Deadpool um, and some of the bigger named movies, and then yeah, we we started getting more and more beta. That was just
0: a few years ago, right?
1: Yeah, not that long Probably ago. Probably four now no. that I
0: think about it and say it out loud. Gosh. Yeah. Time goes so fast.
1: It's kinda of crazy. <laughs> it does. Clicks right by. So But yeah.
0: What's it like to prep? Like so or what is there prep involved? Like so you're a teaching assistant for Adobe Max. Do you just show up and be like, hey, I'm here?
1: No, <laughs> no. Um, they usually send they send you a like a survey that you have to fill out beforehand, and you have to tell them like what your skill sets are, how much experience you have in each one. Like they'll ask you which software you use and how long have you used it, what um, what level you think you're at beginner, intermediate, advanced, expert, um, and then. They assign certain classes to you, and then the speakers for those classes will usually reach out to you with a like a class set up so that you know what's going to happen. And you might have a, um, what do they call that? WebEx or Adobe Connect, actually, where you get on and you go through the presentation with the speakers. Sometimes it's just email. Sometimes it's here's the lessons, learn them on your own. We hope you're prepared when you get there. Um, There's some meetings that you have to go to when you get there. So there's like a a TA meeting or teaching assistant meeting for everybody. You have to go to that. You also have to sit through a presentation from Adobe themselves about you know, how to act and what to wear and, you know, what they expect from you. What's in
0: their what to wear and that kind of stuff. part of the presentation.
1: Um, usually it's casual, but they just want to make sure that they say that. Cause some people in the past have like tried to wear like high heels and you're, ah. <laughs> and you're, you know, you're walking a lot. So it's a big area. There's over 12,000 attendees this year. So it was at the Venetian in, um, Las Vegas at the Sands Expo Center, and it was like gigantic.
0: It was huge. Is this the first year they've been in Vegas? Was,
1: I'm sure you got a lot of Apple Watch sets set <laughs> while I was out there. <laughs> How many? Was that the first time? Yeah, in Vegas? it was. Is yeah. that what you said? I think it was the second
0: time in Vegas. But not, they didn't do Vegas but last uh, year, did they?
1: Not last year, no. That was San Diego. And they actually had a long um, contract with LA. So they had it there, I think, five years in a row. And they're going back to LA next year for three, I think they have a three-year contract is what oh, I heard. Wow. So it'll be in LA for the next three years. So that's exciting. It's it's kind of nice to be in the same place because you get used to where things are and just common meeting places and stuff like that. So it's nice.
0: For your personal traveling, do you prefer L.A. or Vegas?
1: Well, I have to kind of say Vegas because my niece lives there, <laughs> and I love to spend time with her, um, and and her uh, two stepchildren and her husband. So that's a. Very Did you get nice to connect with her, to see her this time? Another. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, we got to see her. Um, got my husband and her uh, together a lot. They went and did some s- fun stuff together. And then I would join them at night here and there when I could. So, yeah, it was good to see her. And I got to see her uh, the day before Max started. So that was nice. And,
0: and we hung yeah. out with her one night at US Fest, too, right?
1: We did. So, yes.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So what yeah. other traveling so do you I- do on these free times <laughs> for Sunday?
1: Oh, I've done a lot of traveling. Um, I enjoy traveling a lot. My fictitious dream job would be to be a travel correspondent, like, someday.
0: I heard that's (laughs) actually really hard work, though.
1: I know, but you get to travel and you're in cool places, and so what?
0: (laughs) Wouldn't you be afraid it it became, like, work at that point, or do you think you'd be able to keep the passion
1: I think I'd be able to keep the passion. I have no problem traveling. My husband, probably not so much, not the same way that I would like to, (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) We balance it out. Um, I, I've been to quite a few places. Um, I've been to Lillehammer during the Olympics. I've been to Norway, uh, other times I've been in Bergen and I've been to Denmark several times, Germany. France, London, Spain, Spain multiple times, Mexico, nice. Australia, Tasmania. Yeah.
0: So Hawaii. did you guys plan <laughs> to go to Lillehammer for the Olympics or did that was just coincidental?
1: Um, no, I planned to go to Lillehammer in 1994. So before my husband, pre-husband, I went to Lillehammer for the Olympics, for the Winter Olympics. It was kind of amazing.
0: So what was the driving force behind Winter Olympics Lillehammer 94?
1: I don't know. I just wanted to go.
0: <laughs> so no no favorite athlete, no favorite sport, no. just like Winter Olympics. Sounds like a good idea. Should Lillehammer, yep. why not? Yeah, you
1: should totally do it. <laughs> well, if you're going to go to the Winter Olympics, you want to go someplace where they know winter. So I figured True. Norway, they got it down. So I'm going to Norway. And I went to Norway. And then I went to the in, Atlanta, I went to the Summer Olympics then in Atlanta the following, whatever it is, two years, four years.
0: Just to experience yeah. the Summer Olympics? Or Exactly,
1: yep. And it was the year that Michael Johnson won all those track records.
0: So it was, Roided up Michael you know, Johnson.
1: Yeah, and it was the year of the Atlanta, bo- the Olympic bombing as well. I got there the oh, day after. Right. <laughs> That's where my See, mom it's... gets conservative. Like, are you sure you want to go? Yep, I'm going. I got a ticket. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, little yeah. Hummer. Mm-hmm. It's super cold.
0: And you've been in Norway <laughs> multiple times, right?
1: Yes, I have. It's gorgeous. Cool. I'd like to go there again, probably someday in the spring when it's not freezing, freezing cold. But yeah, I've been. Any to... plants. Sorry.
0: Any plans for like Egypt to see the pyramids or anything like um, that?
1: No, not right away. We have a our next plan right now is to go to Iceland in February again in the cold <laughs> to see the northern lights, and that's uh, my husband's 50th birthday present. So we're gonna. You go guys to did dinner. a
0: layover there last year, right?
1: We did. I found this awesome website called Air Wander where you could book extended layovers. So we did a little, we were going to Denmark to a wedding of some close friends uh, that I actually met at Max several years ago. (laughs) They were getting married in Denmark. So we were going to Denmark for their wedding and uh, we decided, well, we're going to fly all that way. This is a perfect time to try it. So we did a layover in Iceland for about eight hours. And We went to the Blue Lagoon there, which I highly recommend. It's amazing. It's a geothermal spa. And it's really close to the airport, so it's totally doable if you have, like, a longer layover. And then we left there and went to Riga, Latvia, which is highly under-marketed in my personal opinion. They have some of the most amazing architecture that I've ever seen. Um, They have a whole Art Nouveau district, which is really... um, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And then we flew from there to Denmark and we were in Denmark for about a week or so. And then on the way back, we went to, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, I just lost it. (laughs) Porto, Portugal. Um, and we were there for mm, 22 hours or something.
0: So that was was that part of the layover service thing, too? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So tell me about this, because I know nothing about this service. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. So you go to the website and you put in where you want to where you're starting from, where your destination is and then where you want to come back to. And then in between, you're like, I want to fly from Newark to Denmark. You can click on a little plus sign and it says, all right, you want to add a layover here. you can pick anywhere from one day to three days, I believe. And then it'll show you all the different places that you could go in between those two endpoints. And it'll tell you how much more it'll cost you. So... For Iceland it was there was no extra cost. It was zero dollars. From Iceland to Latvia it was actually minus twenty five dollars. So I don't know what that was about. Then from <laughs> Latvia to Denmark it was zero. So it basically costs us, you know, a hotel room in Latvia and that's it. <laughs> so Right, because in there. theory
0: that's on the regular path that you could take to go from New York to Denmark basically exactly
1: yep and then on the way back you can do the same thing so from Denmark to Newark I could pick like a three-day layover if I wanted to which in hindsight we'd probably do a little bit more on the back end because the the jet lag aspect going forward was rough was a little rough yeah (laughs) but yeah it's pretty cool little little thing and hey (laughs) you can um you can you can do anything. So even if we were going to Iceland in February, which we're going to do, I could take a two-day layover in anywhere really, Moscow. <laughs> I go It's very timely. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like you could, you could totally go to, to anywhere. And it's like, oh, it only cost you $30 So do you more. book your
0: flights through that site <laughs> too? Or does it just tell you which flights you could book?
1: No, it kind of gathers them all up. It gathers them all up and then you have to book it. And it kind of tell, it goes through the steps, tells you what you need to do. Um, it warns you like, oh, some of these uh, flights might be in another country. So make sure you call your bank and tell them that you're going to be booking a flight in Latvia, for instance. You're not really booking it through uh, Baltic Air okay. United States. Oh, yeah. right. that you're, makes sense. you're booking it, yeah. So that's the only kind of tricky part, but yeah, overall it worked really great, and I would totally do it again.
0: Are you going to do <laughs> it I for will. the fiftieth birthday <laughs> trip, or are you guys just going to go straight there and straight back?
1: No, we're going to go straight there and straight back because it's going to be kind of a shorter trip, um, only like four or five days. And I you think said that's... so
0: in the but. after the new year is that when it was yeah
1: february. in february because the northern lights will be um viewable then and that's our main goal to go can see you those.
0: photograph those like when can it, regular people photograph
1: season. them i think so if you have a tripod and you know how to use right, your well, camera I <laughs> to
0: see some pictures <laughs>
1: I'm going to try. I'm going with, a. we're going with some friends and my friend used to own a, a photo sh- uh, store. So camera shop. So he's really good with cameras. So I'm sure he'll capture something. Too. You
0: just took a class, right? I
1: did. I did. Yes. Learning how to use mirrorless cameras, which is very much like a DSLR, just the settings are in different What is a places. mirrorless camera? So, like, I don't even, what is this? It's, um, so it has no mirrors and it. it's all Digital, like
0: an iPhone, or
1: they're smaller. No, it's a it's a, it's DSLR, and you can get like fancy, you know, lenses and all that jazz. But it's just a smaller body and takes gorgeous pictures. Did hey, you get one of those um,
0: swag at Max two years ago? Is that what it, this? Okay, I I I knew there was somewhere.
1: Yeah, I did. I got a free Fuji camera. It's really nice. What was the swag
0: this year? I don't think you ever told me. No, we
1: didn't get any. Two years in a row. There was none last year either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. I think it's getting. Well, yeah, twelve thousand gifts.
0: that's a bit. (laughs) Because those cameras were what, like, retailed for <laughs> six hundred or something like that. So yes, yeah,
1: and we got Surface Pros one Multiply year. That, that times crazy. twelve thousand, that gets a little was... Yeah, Microsoft is a big. Uh... Sponsor, so I secretly had my fingers crossed for because they had just made a big announcement the day before or so. Right, the version two Surface books. Right exactly. about the new, yeah. I was like, oh come on, please, 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 but nothing. <laughs> a girl can dream, but it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> so you travel around, you go to all these, you know, conferences, festivals. As some of the conferences we go to are referred to as. Uh, you meet, you meet all these great friends. Yeah. So do you like? bring them over to the house for like massive celebrations or is that mostly just the local friends?
1: <laughs> just mostly local friends. Although some of them have been invited to the parties, I pr- but they I promise I'm going to make yet, one. I'm
0: just going to show someday.
1: up. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> we have uh, we usually do a huge Christmas toast at our house. Um, every, every year since we've been together, we've done this, um, and I decorate for about a week it's kind of crazy it looks like a museum in here all my friends will say it, it is a museum and actually we thought about making it into a museum at one point but uh, yeah we decorate and we have about 50 to 75 people kind of coming in and out during the night and it's a really great great night and we I really cherish that tradition we're going to keep it going for a couple more years but then you're going to don't tell my friends I'm going to sell all well, my Well, but if you sell all the decorations,
0: you could still have the Christmas <laughs> toast, couldn't you? Well, yes, we so could. Where do the decorations we come from? Yeah.
1: Oh, we collected a lot when we first got together. I We both love vintage things. And my brother and his wife are actually also collectors of vintage. So we spend a lot of time with them when we first, you know got married, and we're trying to build, you know, our Christmas stuff together. And then, I don't know, at some point... It just so, like, did it crazy. start out
0: with, like, <laughs> a train set and maybe a couple angels, and then it just blew up from there?
1: Yeah, kinda. I mean, I had some things, because I had lived on my own before, and John had lived on his own. And, um... We just had an affinity for being... Ridiculous at like Christmas time. We both love Christmas. We're both born in December, so you know. Some ways I feel like I got ripped off when I was a kid. Like I never. Oh, you got. Oh yeah, and this one's your birthday present. Oh yeah, it's just, it's wrapping <laughs> Christmas people paper people. I'm just saying. <laughs> and my husband was born two days before Christmas, so I think that's why we kind of both migrated towards let's do Christmas. Big. So what are some of the what are some of the most unique? <laughs> so we did.
0: Uh, Christmas decorations you guys have.
1: Oh gosh. Ah. Well, there's Aloysius who is a mascot in his own right. Um <laughs> this is going to sound so crazy. Um so my husband <laughs> trash picked a deer, a like mounted an actual deer head one year.
0: Like actual real deer. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like a real deer that somebody had thrown away, like, at the curb. Nice. And he trash-picked it. Okay. And then over the years, (laughs) we've been embellishing him with different things, like a Santa hat and some lights and a Rudolph nose that lights up and a big bling necklace. (laughs) And he sits in the middle of this giant wreath that we got at a barn sale that's like, oh, shit. I, gotta I see don't it know, there. about four feet, four feet wide.
0: It's huge. What well, it would it have, have to Aloysius be to have a right deer head in the in middle. The middle. <laughs> so where did the name Aloysius come from?
1: Oh, I think I just named him that. <laughs> I don't think we, he didn't come from anywhere. Just called him Aloysius. I, I think John actually named him now that I think about it.
0: And how long has Aloysius <laughs> been in the family?
1: Oh, a long time now. Um, Yeah, 16 years.
0: Holy cow. But (laughs) you can't sell Aloysius.
1: No, I know. We'll have to... Bequeath them to somebody Yeah, that's like an heirloom.
0: That needs to be like a you need to find somebody to pass that down to. (laughs) Uh,
1: maybe my crazy niece in Las Vegas would appreciate it. Or send it to her.
0: Maybe you have a raffle for Aloysius at one of the Christmas toasts.
1: That's a fine idea. I like that idea. The grand prize (laughs) winner is. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Alright, so
0: Aloysius, that's that's definitely unique. Uh what's your oldest yes. what's your oldest, most antique Christmas decoration? Wow. No. Mm.
1: The oldest one, that's hard. Whew. um I'd have to say we have like uh gosh, the American Cancer Society banks. That they used to put in, like at uh, shoe stores and stuff, to collect money. When you used to put your coins in there, to fight tuberculosis, tuberculosis or something. Uh, I have a lot of weird how stuff. How are we tying this to a getting.
0: Christmas decoration? I'm I'm trying to figure the
1: because it's 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 has a Christmas theme to it. It's like got Santa Claus, and then it has like a little white box that says Cancer Society collecting for to see you know cure tuberculosis it's the weirdest thing that is, i don't know what that to might tell be you. the
0: oldest and the most <laughs> unique i think you just marked two yeah. off at the same
1: yeah it's kind of weird Any, we have a lot though
0: like how it's many hard pieces to describe how much how we many have pieces
1: oh my oh my god we have over a hundred blow up plastic christmas decorations it's,
0: that you put that in the front yard or do you put that in the house?
1: Yes. Some in the front yard, some in the house.
0: Oh my, oh gosh, I have to make (laughs) one of these.
1: And then we probably have about, um, say 50 to 60 Rubbermaid totes full of stuff that goes out.
0: November and December electric bill-like.
1: Oh, yeah. It gets a little pricey. <laughs> but I always pay ahead of time. So like, oh, you build it back up. Back in August, I started paying like $50 extra. <laughs> so it doesn't all hit right. at the same it doesn't
0: time. It hit the pocketbook right at Christmas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to plan these things out. <laughs> it's kind of It's insane what so we it, do. Is it's Christmas is
0: Christmas the only crazy decorating time?
1: No. We do the uh, three Gs, the ghosts, the gobbles, and the giving. So Halloween. Uh, we used to have a huge Halloween party every year. Um, but we had to kind of put the kibosh on that for a little while. <laughs> and then we decorate for Thanksgiving. I have a collection of, I don't know, over 100 little turkeys of all different kinds. From uh, <laughs> Not a lot of people collect turkeys, so... <laughs> They're kind of easy to find. Oh, look, a turkey! <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been collecting those for a long time. You need
0: to have like a um, photo blog or something with all this stuff on here.
1: Yeah, I should do that. That'd be fun. Actually.
0: So, are you guys all yeah, decorated so, for the ghost part or the ghoul part or what was the first G? The, the ghost. ghost.
1: Um, no, we didn't. We didn't because I was. I've been at Max and just a lot of stuff going on, and we haven't had a party in the last. Probably three years. I think this will be the third year we didn't have a party. <clears throat> we got a little out of hand. Everybody was drinking a little too much, having a little bit too much fun. So we put a we put a little kibosh Like, Did on stuff it. get broken we'll or
0: set on fire or like?
1: No, I was getting a little too philosophical with friends, and my husband's like, "Halloween's not the time for that." <laughs> so I got in trouble.
0: <laughs> wow. So John shut <laughs> so it down. <laughs>
1: Shut it down. But we're bringing it back next year in a big way. We're going to have a huge party next year. And uh, we're really looking forward to it because we haven't had a really good one in a long time. People come in costumes and it's fun. And
0: then do they just stay till Thanksgiving or like?
1: (laughs) Some people (laughs) don't want to go home. Um, No. But I I do um, a traditional Thanksgiving dinner here every year. Um, And my in-laws rotate. Every other year. So um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, their two children come every other year. And then um, when they're not here, it's a smaller group, but I still do a full on Thanksgiving. And I decorate for Thanksgiving because you don't just want to skip over that one. It's an important one.
0: So when you cook, (laughs) is it like one turkey or is it like multiple turkeys or?
1: Uh, I usually
0: cook a big turkey,
1: turkey, like 20 pounds, 20 or more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How many days do you have to cook stuff, that for? And I, and I love
1: to cook. You, know, you have to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning uh, and put it in bad. the oven if you, you want to eat at like three. <laughs> but yeah. Better
0: you than me. Um,
1: but I love to cook. I've I've been I've. Been a lover of cooking for forever. My gra- my grandmother on my dad's side was always cooking, and she took care of us a lot when I was younger, when my parents were at work. So I get that from her. I think it relaxes me, and I don't mind cooking. It's like all. you
0: get a lot of uh, relaxation from all these creative outlets.
1: Yeah, it keeps me balanced. Is- I definitely need the physical outlet. Like working out is definitely always been a part of my life too like between taekwondo and when i was younger i used to swim and play softball and just always kind of been sporty so that part um, taekwondo in particular kind of helps me get used to help me get rid of my stress now it's the pole fitness and i do rowing as well so that's another like cardio blast tell you thing what
0: just
1: where you have to be carve totally out a piece present. of your house and get yeah. a heavy
0: bag well probably the garage but
1: Oh, yeah i miss i miss uh the heavy bag it's the best dearly. purchase best <laughs> it's a
0: purchase great i ever made labor. was the heavy bag yeah it sucks when it's, it's cold amazing. though man hitting because it's canvas coated the main part that oh, first yeah. couple punches mm. and kicks yeah
1: ouchie ouchie
0: definitely <laughs> definitely gets your frustrations out because you don't want to hit it too much harder after that
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we used to my when i did taekwondo and then afterwards a friend of mine owned a taekwondo school here in town and i we used to go over there and she'd be like okay whose face do you want to put on the bag today <laughs> and sometimes we would put well, people did you names see on that, that some of the pro awesome. fighters
0: now get bags <laughs> with it actually digitally printed on like i saw that holly home holly home has <laughs> a heavy awesome. bag with uh with cyborg, like actually digitally printed on the, wow. the heavy bag. Yeah, so interesting. I, I think that fight. I
1: didn't see that. I follow her on Instagram. Chris? She's crazy.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. definitely uh, she's definitely in it to win it. But I think that's the next fight. I think it's Chris against Holly. Yeah. Christian.
1: Wow, that should be interesting. That should be interesting. I just don't think
0: any. I have not seen anybody even scare cyborg. Like, she's never been, like, yeah. rocked.
1: No. But we know how that turns out true. sometimes. But,
0: I, I <laughs> but you know her. what? The cool <laughs> thing all is of a that sudden.
1: about Eek. Rhonda,
0: though, is Rhonda did get rocked every once in a while. So you, you kind of saw what that looked like. That's true. But I don't think I've ever seen Cyborg yeah. even look like she was even worried. I don't think Holly can do it to her. Yeah. Holly's just not evil enough.
1: Yeah, I didn't think so before either. But then she was winning. (laughs) I was like, "What? What happened?" (laughs) Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy.
0: So the one time that I was almost gonna come to your house was for the boxing, uh, McGregor versus Mayweather. Oh yeah. But but then my daughter shocked me and said that she wanted me to go watch the fights with her. So wow, didn't make the trip.
1: It was the most I've seen Mayweather fight in a while.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> and he didn't even fight the first three the first three rounds. He was just nope. like sizing him up.
0: Drug it was him an into interesting
1: fight. Yeah, interesting fight. I thought Connor did better than I thought he would.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it just was amazing to watch him just hit empty, like yeah, you know, barely past his regular twenty five minutes. He's used to going for MMA. He just completely out of gasp.
1: Yep. Done. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> I was thinking so, about, cause we were talking about boxing, uh, before. And, um, I was thinking the first fight that I ever saw in person was, um, Roberta Duran and I ran Barkley back in 1986,
0: maybe. Oh, wow. So you're a, you're and, a uh, combat sports fan from way back.
1: Yeah. Uh, in Atlantic City at the Tropicana (laughs) it was a good fight
0: dude that's when boxing was in its heyday
1: yeah it was amazing and I had really good seats
0: (laughs) how did you score those I can't afford
1: seats now I I had a boyfriend who liked to flash money around (laughs) and I was young and he was older it was I'm gonna get one
0: of those one day
1: (laughs) it was a typical uh, stereotypical uh, eye candy girl
0: (laughs) For, for new listeners, I'm happily married. I'm not going to find a rich boyfriend anytime soon. So.
1: <laughs> Dang.
0: I know. Just yeah, wanted it's to it's get that late. full disclosure out there. Yeah,
1: it's too late now. I'm not young anymore. <laughs> I always tell my husband next time I'm marrying him for money.
0: <laughs> uh, that's tale as old as time.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: All right. So I think the only thing that we haven't talked about yet, we've touched upon some fan obsessions of yours. But we haven't <laughs> talked about the most current and, and probably one of the longest standing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mr. Johnson.
1: Yes, absolutely. The Bill people's Rock, champ. The people's champ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he got that from uh, Muhammad Ali, right? Yes. Champ. Yes. He became
0: okay. the new people's champ.
1: Yes, with permission from Ali, which is oh, pretty I
0: didn't cool. know that was blessed.
1: Yes, it was. It was blessed by Ali because he was a super. He was actually a super fan of Ali. Yes, and had met him several times because through his father. So, yeah, pretty cool, right? That's
0: a crazy guy, man. He works. He's yeah. got the full time hustle,
1: dude. He's always on Instagram too. It's crazy.
0: And does he do his own? Do you know?
1: Oh yeah, because he's selfie and himself talking and Ah, uh, that's right. He does do the videos. So yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he does a lot of videos. How does he My fit it all was, in? I don't know. I don't think a man sleeps. I don't know when he sleeps. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he has the
0: rock alarm clock.
1: Yes, which I use every morning. I'm I'm greeted by good morning sunshine. He sings it to me.
0: Nice. <laughs> Have you watched Ballers? Not probably
1: the only user left.
0: I downloaded <laughs> it. It hasn't
1: been, hasn't been updated in a long time. I'm just not <laughs> sorry, a, Rock. I'm just not you. an alarm clock guy. So. Oh, it's supposed to break you from your snooze habit, but guess what? <laughs> not so much. You can set multiple alarms, and I'm like, this doesn't help me at all. It doesn't work. <laughs> that was the original idea. It's supposed to like make you break your snooze habit. <sighs>
0: I think you're, gonna e- you're either a snoozer or you're not. That's just the way it is.
1: True story. I'm definitely a snoozer.
0: I have a couple in my house.
1: Stop sleep shaming. That's my new hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'm a giant sleep shamer, so. <laughs> apologies, <No>. apologies.
1: <laughs> so, have, yes, I'm a huge fan of The Rock.
0: Have you watched Ballers? <laughs>
1: I have not. I plan on binge-watching everything. Highly recommend
0: it. It's a really well done.
1: Yeah. That's one of those, I just haven't gotten into it yet, but I'm sure once I do, I'll be like, oh, we gotta watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, think- I don't watch a lot of, like, TV when it's on kind of thing. I always, like, on demand or, you know go back and binge watch the whole thing at once <laughs> just like when it rains and I have nothing else to do or there's a blizzard <laughs> I'll just watch everything
0: <laughs> what movie was that that he was in where he had the little afro and he was wearing like blue polyester tight pants
1: oh get shorty was
0: it was it get shorty or was or was he in burn after reading I can't remember
1: um... Maybe by creating, maybe.
0: i have to look that one up. But it was it's a, a it was a hilarious role. Yeah.
1: I love Central Intelligence. That's the one I've watched. Oh yeah. That oh, that yeah. was so great. And then just him and Kevin Hart in general, I think, are brilliant together. Um oh, yeah. super excited for Jumanji. Are
0: they both in that too?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It looks amazing. <laughs> and they're playing like teenagers stuck in their bodies. So should be hysterical. (laughs) Should be a good time. Yeah,
0: they're becoming physical comics right before our eyes.
1: Yeah, I I like him best when he's in his in comedic roles. I think I think he does really good at that. It's natural.
0: Did you watch Hercules? Yes, I did not. (laughs) I don't think. Or if I did, it was very non memorable.
1: Uh, yeah, it wasn't one of his best. No. I mean, I mean he, he looks pretty he ripped fine. out in it. He but... looked awesome, but yeah, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> but yeah, the storyline You know. It is what it is. Some movies you don't you just go in for the eye candy. <laughs> I'm sure you have your own set of eye candy movies. <laughs>
0: Yes, and actually, it was reminded by one of them. Uh, have you seen the? It might actually be out now. The mic drop. It's the new TBS. No. Like, rap battle. So it's kind of like. Uh, like lip sync. It's kind of like the lip sync yeah, yeah. battles. It's like lip sync, but it's actual people rap battling each other. Oh, snap. And Halle Berry was on there. Oh,
1: that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And she was in a she's in a rap battle with uh, James Corden, I believe. Oh, wow.
1: oh wait, I have seen and, some of this online. Yeah, if you watch yeah.
0: that one's hilarious. Awesome, but
1: yeah, when the Rock so, yeah, did uh, a sync battle with Taylor Swift, that was so epic.
0: Oh, I did not <laughs> see that one.
1: And I'm also looking forward to seeing him in Black Adam because I am a comic book fan as well. To speak it just through. You know, assimilation from my husband because he's a huge fan of uh, Batman and comics in general. So I know way too much about Batman and other. Is he the lead role in no, that? No, he's going to be Black Adam. So I, he's got he's going to be in the Shazam movie. Yeah, Shazam. Yeah, it's coming up. Stay That's tuned. That's how up. I
0: know you are a super fan because I haven't heard of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's going to play evil, evil guy. It's going to be awesome. Should be good.
0: At the end of these podcasts, I always ask, you know, who else I should have on there, even though we got some feedback today that maybe I shouldn't ask people live on the podcast to do that. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to keep that because it's part of my original show concept. Now, Mm. I would love to have The Rock on. But you and I really don't know him to get him on the show. So who's someone that you and I know or you could connect me to that you think would be a a, a, not not necessarily a next guest on the show, but a guest farther down the road?
1: Yeah. Hmm. So I I know I'm pretty sure you have my husband on the
0: list because, you know, John is definitely
1: on the list. And then so somebody that you don't know that I know, my friend Lori lori Philson is a really interesting person and i is think she's you... from
0: still kicking
1: yes she is from still Kicking. okay i did oh.
0: i did know the name okay
1: yeah and she would be a really a cool person to interview she's had a she's a very interesting person her and i used to do a mosaic class together and we obviously studied martial arts together for years and years so yeah I think she'd be cool. Do you cool. think
0: she'd be cool about talking about the school too, even though it's not open anymore?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I definitely will add her to my list and use you as a, a bridge to make that happen. Okay. You
1: could do it.
0: Well, I want to say thanks for being on the podcast. I think this was great. And I think that this hour and seven minutes went faster than the last hour and five.
1: Yeah, I think so. Good job.
0: Yeah, it was fun. So um, anything you want to leave the all the seven listeners with?
1: Uh, nope, just wake up every day being grateful and go to bed every night, remembering what you contributed every day and you'll have a great life.
0: Well that is awesome and I think you are one of the you're the second person out of three that's mentioned something inspirational like that at the end. So I think on that we will say good night. Good night.